This podcast is scheduled for one fall. Now residing in the Quad Cities, Dave in the QC. And his tag team partner from Rochester, New York, this is RJ. Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that's remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Pago to bring you up to 30% off on select items, including on the iconic Clark's Desert Boot by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That's podgo.co slash Clark's. It's Friday. It's 9 o'clock. You know what that means. It's another great episode of the Ringside Rant. I'm welcomed by the head of the rat race himself, Mr. Dave in the QC. Dave, what's up, man? Holy cow, my rat was worthless. Second year in a row. Oh, this bastard. So this is even the first year you've done this. This is multiple. Yeah, we did it last year too. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm glad it went to a uh, a good cause uh, that you dropped quite. Uh, you, you donated. They should name like a ball field or something after you. Oh, man. I put some money down this year on it, but it's for kids, you know, especially kids that belong to my friends. So yeah, they're doing fundraisers, get this softball team. It's a travel softball team for, I think they're 11 year olds. So right, I do my part. Those kids love it is what it is. We have a good time doing those kind of fundraisers and functions and things. Yeah. So I'm all for that kind of stuff. Well, and it's a night, night out for you and the uh, wonderful Mrs. Q, Dave in the QC. So yeah, it was a, it was a real good time. We, I mean, we had a blast. So now we're going to start getting ready and be headed to Arizona on vacation here shortly. When are you going to Arizona? Mm, the 7th? Of March? Yeah, spring break. Oh, okay. Just you and the missus or they bringing the girls with you? No, we're taking the kids too. Oh, darn it. <laughs> That's all right. We got. We were supposed to go to Spain this year for our 10-year anniversary. Yeah even though it's only our nine year, but our, we have friends that's their 10 year. Yeah. So we were kind of just going to monkey back and off them and do it together. Right. With the whole pandemic, I'm not traveling anywhere. If I got to wear that damn mask for however long on an airplane and all that kind of bull jive. So I'm just going to wait. We're going to wait it out and see, but we were supposed to go to Spain in August. Okay. That won't happen. So I know that I know we usually do. We usually do a North Carolina trip. Mm-hmm. In July, August time frame, late July, early August, go see my dad at the beach, go see my mom at the lake. My wife just got invited to my cousin's baby shower in Daytona Beach in oh, April. Nice. nice. And it's the same day as WrestleMania. So there, I might end go. up, I might end up, we might end up flying down to Tampa and my mom and uh, wife and my kids will hop in the car and go to Daytona to my aunt's house. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just stay in Tampa and go to WrestleMania if we end up doing it. So who knows? WrestleMania. 
we may be doing a live show from WrestleMania. Yeah, I would like to go to Revolution, but since we're leaving that day, I don't yeah. think it's going to be able to happen. Well, look, because that's that's next. Well, as we're recording, it's a week from today, right? It's the sun, seventh, right? Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Well, yeah, because a lot of those pay per views are going to be down in Florida now. I don't know what uh, what they're going to be doing going forward as far as travel and all that crap goes, but uh, I know a lot of places are looking to uh, to move uh, once obviously once baseball season hits. The uh, WWE and the uh, Thunderdome won't be able to to stay there with their race playing and whatnot, but uh, we still got a little bit of time with that, so it's not uh, not rushing it too much. Yeah, we got time still, but I'll probably I really want to go check out one of these AEW pay per views again. Yep. So we'll see. We yeah. got friends, you know, in the Jacksonville area. That might be something we might do this summer because they do them every every three months or so. Yeah, it seems so... like every quarter or something. Yeah. That'd be March, April, May, June. So sometime around June, we might end up hitting Jacksonville in June or something and going. And my girls have shown an interest in going. They don't they don't really much care for watching wrestling on TV. But I've taken I've taken my oldest. She went and we went to an NXT house show in April of nineteen and she loved it. Absolutely. We got like front row seats. She absolutely loved it. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's just one of those things. If something pops up and kids can go, I'll take them. But we'd end up going to Jacksonville. We'd end up staying at uh, St. Augustine. And the girls would probably end up hanging out with friends there and not even want to end up going. So I'd probably go by myself. But who knows? Yeah, because I know I took my son, I think it was two, at this time it was two years ago, to a house show, WWE house show here in, in Rochester. And uh, he absolutely loved it. We weren't like super close, like ringside or whatever. We we're uh, like the first, first or second row, and he could see everything. You could see him come out, all that stuff, and he was he was thrilled about that. He was, you know, tickled pink for it to be there. Uh, but obviously now with the current epidemic and all that jazz, uh, I, I don't see them doing house shows ever again, just for that reason, just because you don't want to travel. But it is what it is. You just kind of it'll be interesting to see how kids will get into wrestling now, as far as going seeing it live it's, it's a wait and see game just like everything else with professional sports and all that social interaction and let's go up to the ring to mr rich Palladino. ringside rant fans it is now time for rj and dave to throw down their opinions on what's hot around the world of professional wrestling sports and pop culture and is scheduled for a 10 minute time limit it's the opening contest. Thanks, Rich, for that. So, Dave, our first topic of this segment is J.J. Uh, Watt and Deshaun Watson are free agents, or at least J.J. Watt is. Watson wants to be traded to another team. Where do you think they're going to end end up? Uh, there's a lot of rumor and innuendo out there where they want to go. There's rumor and innuendo on the top three teams. What says you? What do you think or where do you think these two guys are going to end up? I don't know. It's still crazy. I could see J.J. Watt going to either Green Bay. It was I think it was Green Bay, Pittsburgh, or Buffalo were like his top three choices. Uh, yeah, something like that. I know. I knew Buffalo and Green Bay were definitely in that just because he's from Wisconsin, one. Yeah, that's why, I think, that's why I think Green Bay leads. But he could play with his brother with the Steelers, and I know he's shown interest in that. So I, mm -hmm. I think that's I, – I would say 1A would be Green Bay and 1B would be the Steelers. Right. But I don't know. I, I just 
I hope a team doesn't give up way too much for JJ Watt because to me it seems like there's just a lot of a lot of used miles on those tires. Well, but the thing he, he just doesn't he got he just he's hardly ever healthy. He just he always gets injured, and I mean, he's a hell of a football player. Mm-hmm. But he spends so much time on the injury list that good lord, who knows? Well, and I think he's also asking. I think potentially for like 15 million or something a year. And I'm like, if that's the case, Buffalo's out. They're not paying for that for paying for him. Excuse me. Uh, because they got enough issues with salary cap issues as it is, but you can, I'm not a fan of him going to Buffalo. I'd rather see him go to somewhere like green Bay where he's closer to home. He went to school at Wisconsin. So uh, I, I think his best, like I agree with you where I think his best bet is Wisconsin. I I'm, my guess is he's going to go to a third team where we don't know anything about. It's not even in the consideration like, uh, like a Minnesota or Tampa or Kansas city that he knows he's going to win a title that. Cause I think that's going to be the end all be all with him is what team is going to give me the best opportunity to win a super bowl. Because once he wins a super bowl, he's done. I think. Yeah, I could see that if he if he were to win a Super Bowl, say he went to Green Bay this year and they were to win the Super Bowl, I think that Aaron Rodgers' tenure in Green Bay would probably be up. Mm-hmm. I think J.J. Watt would end up retiring, and I think you'd see a whole new like the Green Bay Packers would just have a major facelift after the fact. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rodgers retires yet. No, he's got enough in the tank where he can. He's go. gonna he's gonna end up somewhere else, and I always thought that the Bucks would end up having Brady for a couple years, and then you could see Rodgers end up switching down to Tampa. It makes but sense. now that Brady's talk, Brady just signed an extension or they're working on an extension with Brady for him to potentially be there even longer. I don't know if it's just deployed to move money around or what, but yeah, maybe he, he's done it before when he was in new England. Uh, but I, I think with Watt, or excuse me, not with Watt, with Rogers, what you mentioned, if he stays in Green Bay, great. If not, I think he's going to go to one or two places as some place with a dome or someplace that is warm so he doesn't have to worry about the elements anymore more than uh, a couple times a year. But as far as Deshaun Watson goes, I really think he's going, if he's traded, that's a problem. Houston already said that they're not going to trade him. Or they don't want to trade him. He's going to, and I, I, I really think he's going to end up in, uh, in Miami. I really do. For whatever reason, there's not, I think they're going to flip or flip or swap the, uh, uh, what's his face down there from Bama Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, send him to Houston. Send Watson down. You know, send Tua up with a bunch of draft picks. Send Watson. Well, I guess East, I should say, and he ends up in Miami. Because uh, I'm pretty sure he went to Clemson, right? Yeah, he played at Clemson. But so he's used to the South. So it's like there's a lot of, and I want to say he's from. Tennessee or Georgia, uh, maybe Georgia. I think I he's a remember. Southern kid. He is a Southern kid, but there's there's rumblings about the Carolina Panthers potentially giving up a lot. To get oh, I heard Watson, about. I heard that about including too. Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, that could. But so apparently, I mean they they signed Bridgewater last year for a big chunk of change for somebody that coming off that terrible injury, right? And it. I don't think he really he performed about what I expected. I don't I think they were just kind of desperate, but just throw somebody out there. I could see them doing some kind of trade with a a first round or two pick, you know, future first round pick or two 
along with Bridgewater, along with Christian McCaffrey or something like that to get somebody of the caliber of Deshaun Watson. Because, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's a dynamic player, but he was injured pretty much all of last year as well. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with Bridgewater. Oh, no. So Deshaun Watson has it. So if the Carolina Panthers could get a player of the caliber of Deshaun Watson and, you know, pick up another receiver, you can always get a good back. I mean, there's yeah. running backs are a dime a dozen. You can get a – there's – Leonard Fournette might be available. You know, you could look at somebody like Ronald Jones with the Tampa Bay Bucks as well. I mean, there's there's always a lot of options out there for running backs. They could do some kind of swap and end up with David Johnson right. from Houston. True. That's also a possibility. So if, if, I mean, because Houston will probably – I mean, they're going to be looking to get rid of somebody if they've got McCaffrey coming in. You know, people could always put out feelers with the Browns. I mean, they have two stud running backs with Kareem Hunt and uh, the guy from Georgia. What's his name? Escaping me, their starter. Gurley? Chubb. 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 Oh, oh, Cleveland. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. The, the, the options are plentiful out there. And, I mean, you just never know. So, I guess it all depends on what teams are willing to give up and what other teams are asking for. But I can't see I, – I would rather have Deshaun Watson than – Matthew Stafford. Oh yeah, me too. So I'm surprised me the Rams too. didn't make a play for Watson, or maybe they did, and it just. But I, it seems like the Rams gave up a whole hell of a lot for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, well, it's a wait and see game at this point. It's throwing against the wall and seeing what sticks. It's like I said, it's a wait and see game. It really is. I, there's a lot of time left between now and when mini camp start and uh, off season workouts and what have you. So we got plenty of time for that. We'll have to wait and see what uh, the possibilities and where they end up. So. You got me onto this article from Channel 11 ABC from out of Arizona. Uh, this guy fakes his own kidnapping because he didn't want to go to work. And I'm like, we have to talk about this on the show because I go through this each and every freaking day <laughs> when I go to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. The city this happened is Coolidge, Arizona. Arizona man was arrested after faking his own kidnapping because he did not want to go to work, police said. Uh, 19-year-old Brandon Souls was found roughed up and helpless on February 10th in Coolidge, a city 55 miles from Phoenix. Uh, he told police that he was kidnapped by two masked men. In actuality, police said he did it all to himself. So Coolidge police, we'll just get the statement, we'll talk about it, but... Coolidge Police Department official said he informed us that he at first stuffed a bandana in his mouth. Afterwards, he took off his own belt and bound his hands with his own belt. He laid on the ground and scooted out on his side of the under the side of the road. Uh, so somebody could see him and wait and uh, wait. This sounds like a bad movie. I think about I don't think about doing this every day, but, you know, I I definitely don't want to go to work every day. And apparently this guy definitely, definitely didn't. So I think he's going to be spending some time in, uh, in jail. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, jail's his calling for right now. Cause it was a, such a moronic move. And then you think about all the money that they spent, you know, dispatched out there mm -hmm. looking for two subjects that supposedly kidnapped him, beat him over the head. You know, the, the, the money spent for the medical coming out, the hospital stay, Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't take that kind of stuff lightly, and especially when they could be out doing other things. So it's pretty frowned upon. But it's just, it's it's a funny story to read. You're 
like Jesus, that, that's hilarious. But at the same time, it's like, how stupid can you be? Everybody's been there. Like, luckily, you know, I'm the one that that posted it and was laughing about it. And you know, I feel your pain, dude. Whatever. But in all honesty, I like my job. Yes, I would love to be independently wealthy and never have to work, but right. at least I don't get up every day and hate the world because I have to go to work. Or, you know, there's been times where on Sundays you just have a bad attitude all day because you know tomorrow's Monday and the and the whole the the, the never ending cycle starts again. And you know, I, I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to to get out of that mess and find something that I truly enjoy. And working with people that I truly enjoy working with to not have to, you know, live that kind of life because a lot of people don't, you know, they have to do that. And that's, that's a very shitty way to live. And it's the unfortunate nature of the beast. It is what it is, but yeah, I've been lucky enough. I've got a good job. I like my job. I like what I do, but I've been lucky to find it and have it, but there's still days where I'm just not feeling it and don't really want to go, but it's it, it's mind blowing to to even think that job up, or you know that whole ruse up, at nineteen years old and think you're gonna that just shows you how immature some of these people really are, mm-hmm. that they're gonna that you're gonna be kidnapped, all to stop from going to work for eight hours and it's just people it just it seems like it's my mind is blown every day with stupidity. Well, there's plenty of it out there and apparently it, it resides right there in Coolidge, Arizona. But yeah, it. Uh... It's more so for me anyways, that I don't want to go to work because I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning every day, but uh, been at the same job for 12 years, uh, good days, bad days, what have you, but it hasn't gotten to the point where I'm trying to think of something like this up. It's like, what the crap is this guy thinking or kid thinking, we should say. Uh, and it would be interesting to see what kind of job this kid had. I didn't read the whole article. I don't know if it said it in there, but he worked at like, uh, I want to say it was like an oil change in place or something like that. Oh, like a like a quick loop kind of thing, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, so it's not even that difficult. You did you, you take out this plug and you know put oil back in. What the hell is the big That's, deal? I kind of want like a, a little bit further story on this. What was it that's so bad about work that he didn't want to go for? And then if he didn't go to work, what was he going to end up doing that day? I said, don't play video games or play with himself or something. That's you what know? I'm saying. So, <laughs> but that's the, but that's the mentality. You know, I get up and go to work for money. Money is my motivator. Money's a lot. I, you know, I, I, I try to instill that in my kids' heads. You want to be successful, you got to be smart. You got to go to school. You got to get an education. And then you find you a good job and where the money is. And that's, you know, because I tell them, you don't have all of this stuff that we have because I'm lazy and I sit around and twiddle my thumbs and play video games and do whatever. Right. My wife and I, we bust our butts and we go and we earn it. You can do it the good. So you- and we work hard for what we have. Yeah. So, that's that's what that's what you got to instill in your children work hard it's not going to be handed to you so go out and earn it and then you you enjoy it a whole lot more when you earn it there's there's no better feeling than going out and buying a new car buying a new boat buying a new house whatever and and, and enjoying the fruits of your labor and and that's just something that seems to be lost on people nowadays so another person that works hard and has worked hard for what he does is Mr. Rich Palladino. So let's send it up to the ring to Mr. Rich Palladino. It is now time for Rants and Raves. And we're back, Dave. So Rants and Raves this week, we're going to start off on a hot topic. We're both 
pretty much about the same age. So this product was something that we li- I lived on, and I'm sure you did too. What's your stance on Lunchables? Yeah, I didn't live on Lunchables. I've always thought they were crap. My, well, my kids like them, especially <laughs> my, my oldest kid likes them, and she eats them. If she takes her lunch, probably nine times out of ten, it's a Lunchable. Yeah. But it's also Lunchables are a little bit different nowadays than when we were kids. When we were kids, it was that little plastic thing with some crackers and ham and cheese in it or whatever. Yeah. And a cookie, and that was it. But you can buy, like, a Lunchable pack now. It's got a Capri Sun or, or yeah, like a Capri Sun in it and a couple of Oreos and a sandwich. or So it's a little bit different now, some goldfish and stuff. But I've never really been a fan of Lunchables. I remember the last time I even ate a Lunchable, I think, was probably in like ninth grade or something. And it was when those pizza ones came out. Oh, and I remember like yeah. somebody had one. I'm like, well, God, I, I like pizza. I want one of those. And my mom went and got me some. And I went to camp or whatever, summer camp or something, and sat down to eat my lunch. And I was like, this thing's absolute shit. <laughs> yeah, that and one wasn't so, good, though. I was always about the ham and the cheese one, personally, like you said before. But yeah, that would just it's totally different now. And I thought this up, I'm like, it's, it's something that a lot of people can relate to because it's like, either they have kids that use them and love them or they went through them themselves uh, when they were younger. Hell, even now I'll, you'll see somebody walking through the supermarket or something with a grocery cart full of these things. It's like, okay, are they for you or are they for your kid? Because odds are pretty good. It's a 50, 50 shot. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not a fan, never have been a fan. I, I remember there was another like TV dinner thing. I can't remember what it's called. Kid Cuisine. Saw the commercial as a kid. Oh, that's awesome. I want some Kid Cuisine. Mom went and bought it. Uh, this is the worst shit I've ever eaten. I don't want this. Don't ever buy this again. <laughs> and that was it for my my whole life with Kid Cuisine. I just, I, I've never been real big on any of the like frozen dinner type things or right. Lunchables or and like to this day, like as an adult, I'm just not a big sandwich guy. Mm-hmm. So if I eat a sandwich, usually it's pretty rare, and it's I eat a peanut butter and jelly. Now, when I go back home to Florida, I will go to Publix and get one of the Publix subs. I do like Publix subs, but it's not something that I'm going to eat very often. I'm just I'm not a sandwich guy. I, I like hot food, and just it's just not it's just not really for me. It's not my thing. Yeah, when you have the. Uh... The pleasure of having a Wegmans by you. And I'm sure a lot of people out there here in the Northeast or know what a Wegmans entails. And it's, because it's similar to a Publix. I can compare it a lot to Publix, but it's still a little bit unique in that case. But yeah, it's, you get one of those subs there, you gnaw them down. It's like, oh, there's no other sub like that until you go somewhere else in the country. And yeah, this one's better now too. So Dave, what's our second, uh, second topic for Ransom Raves? Bobby Lashley. It looks like he's getting in the WWE title picture. What are your thoughts on Bobby Lashley and where'd you like to see this go? So I'm on record. I had a few conversations with a bunch of people on shows and on uh, online that this run that Bobby Lashley is about to have or is currently having, this is the run that he should have had the first run he was with the company before he went to TNA. Bobby Lashley had something. I don't know if he had it at that time, but he's got that charisma He doesn't need to say a lot because a lot of his work speaks for itself in the ring. But this title run, I can honestly see him 
taken a good chunk out of uh, of Drew, or excuse me, not Drew, of Drew and uh, and Miz, because I think Miz is just this at, th- at this point is just a transitional champion trying to pad his title reigns. Uh, and we're probably going to see, my guess is we're going to see a title change at WrestleMania uh, going, like I said, going either back to Drew or I, my guess is it's going to go to Lashley because I think we're going to see a triple threat match for the title because Drew, I'm pretty sure, is going to want his title shot. This run is totally different from his first run. This run is uh, along the same lines of his TNA run. Well, it seemed like the run started out like his first run. Yeah, it came in when he came, came back. In, yeah, but it looks like ever since Hurt Business came about, they're finally starting to realize they have something with Lashley. Mm. And I don't think the Miz is going to be in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. You don't think so? I think they're doing the Miz and John Morrison, and I think they're going to do that Bad Bunny and Damian Priest thing. So you think he's dropping the title before he I, even gets I to think Mania? Miz drops the title before he gets to Mania. Was it like now, uh, it Fast not, Lane or whatever? It might not be. Well, they're supposed to be fighting on raw this week but that might not happen i could oh. see Miz weaseling his way out of it somehow but well i would think they'd probably want to put it at the uh at the pay-per-view before mania there that which is fast lane but uh instead of trying to get get him the weasel out of raw which could could happen i i see anything at this point anything could happen with uh with raw yeah uh, we'll see i just i like bobby lashley he's legit yeah and I want to see Bobby Lashley as the WWE champion. Oh, so do I. I and he, I want him to beat Miz. And I want him to beat Miz convincingly, kind of like what Brock Lesnar did to John Cena back a few years ago when they started the whole dominant Brock Lesnar run. Uh-huh. Because I want to see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. That's what I'm hoping it boils down to, is that they figure this out. At Mania, you mean, or just in general? Not at Mania. Some SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah. I want Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. I mean, you could end up building it up towards Mania next year or something. Well, they did it with Rock and Cena for for like for what you've yeah. talked about before. Well, I mean, they don't the have to do it the day after WrestleMania, but you can build it up. Yeah, Bobby oh, yeah. Lashley's your dominant champion, and then you know Brock come in as a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble or something like that and win it, and he's coming after Lashley. That that would just be awesome, or vice versa. You know, Bobby Lashley ends up losing it to Drew McIntyre somehow, some way, somewhere down the line. Brock Lesnar beats McIntyre for it, and then Lashley wins the Royal Rumble next year or something. And you get the buildup of you know Lashley and Lesnar facing each other because these guys are legit, and that could be a, a really good matchup to have. So oh, yeah. I, it's something I'd like to see. And you also got to take into account, too, that both of these guys are have that great amateur background uh, being Lesnar and Lashley because I'm pretty sure Lashley, when he was with uh, – what was he? Who, was he with the Army? Yeah, he was in the army. Yeah, so, and I'm pretty sure he amateur wrestled, did amateur wrestling with them. Uh, so, you get that on top of everything else as far as being dominant champions in the past, and it, it writes itself. You don't really need these schmucks in the background to be writing this crap that they have been for so long on Raw. Just, just let them go. They've been in the business long enough. Just let them go. Christ, get Lesnar or Heyman again with Lesnar. You have MVP with Lashley. Have those two guys talk it over. They don't need to say a damn thing. Let them let fight it out in the ring, ring literally. Uh, and I, I really hope that happens. But 
the money's got to be right. And I don't think we're going to see Lesnar again until some sort of audience and fan base is in the stands because I think that's probably going to be what one of his things that he's going to say, hey, this has to happen before I come back. Yeah, I, I agree. So I guess really with the pandemic, that's where we're going to see where this comes and goes because, you know, there's going to be fans at WrestleMania, but where are they going after that? I haven't heard anything about how anything's going to be run after that because they're at Tropicana Field right now. Yeah. But baseball will be starting, so they'll be out of Tropicana Field. So where are they going? They can't go to – used to be the Ice Palace. It's now Amelie Arena in Tampa because that's where the Lightning play. Well, that's where and they were hockey's... before. No, they were in Orlando at Amway Center. Oh, I'm thinking, okay. I thought it was the same thing. Okay. So we have Amelie Arena in Tampa, but they can't go there because that's where the Lightning are. Right. So I don't know what they're going to do. A lot of these buildings are being used right now for basketball and hockey and, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of indoor stuff is going to be being used. So I yeah, I don't see them going to the uh, where NXT does their filming. There'd be too many people there. That's the problem. The Capital Wrestling Combat Center or whatever. I don't see them going there. Right. But I don't know. So, like, I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do. So, you know, like, AEW still has that building in Jacksonville where they can do their stuff. I know they went to Miami for a little while, but they're back in Jacksonville. But when you own the building and own the team like Khan does, it makes it a lot easier. Right. But I'm truly interested in seeing what Vince does because I don't see fans coming back in big droves anytime soon. No, I, I think we're I think we're quite a bit uh, quite a bit of time away from that. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see Drew win the title again when there's some sort of fans in there because I think that's what he they should have done the first time and what he obviously what the plan was. So yeah, I think Drew deserves to have a run as champion with, with fans. fans. Yeah, but right now I'm all in on the Lashley train. Oh no doubt, Bobby Lashley is WWE champion. No doubt. All right, Dave. So it being WrestleMania season, we've gotten quite a bit of topics on WrestleMania the last few weeks. And this week's nothing different than that. I want to have us both do our dream WrestleMania 37 cards. So it's going to go, this segment's going to go a little bit longer than usual because we both have cards, longer cards. I believe it's like about 13 or 14 matches we did. It's going to go a little bit longer. Hopefully everybody will understand that and appreciate that as well. So Feel free. You can go first. What is, uh, what's your dream WrestleMania 37 card? All right. So my dream card for this year's WrestleMania includes all three brands. Well, technically four, because I think if NXT is truly one of the brands, then they need to be included in this. And I think it's time that we include NXT UK in this as well. And if personally, I would like to see NXT UK just straight up merge with NXT. Mm-hmm. So you could have an NXT champion. You could have your cruiserweight champion, your women's champ. They're all the one and the same instead of having a, a European version or whatever. But we'll just start with my dream WrestleMania 37 card. I would start the show with a match that I think would be fire. So you're going to blow off the whole WrestleMania weekend with, I would do a cruiserweight unification match. Technically there's two, NXT Cruiserweight Champions right now. One is Jordan Devlin in NXT UK. And when the pandemic started, he couldn't come back over here. So they did the tournament, and Santos Escobar won the tournament. So he's also a Cruiserweight Champion. I'd like to see Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar in a Cruiserweight title unification match. 
And I think that would be a surefire way to start out what could be a great WrestleMania because those two could work and have a hell of a match. From there, I'd like to see, there, you know, there's been some rumblings of Karrion Cross moving to the main roster. And I'd like to see something with Matt Riddle or Riddle versus Karrion Cross. I think they could have a really good match. If they get away from kind of the doofy surfer dude type thing with Riddle, I think that they could really make him a legit ass kicker because he is. And I'd like to see him get a little bit angry and and have something, he, you know, a feud with somebody like Karrion Cross or something like that. But I also had in there for Riddle a match with Goldberg because there's a little personal animosity between the two. And that could be something as well to think about. So ideally, I'd rather it be somebody like Karrion Cross if he's getting pulled to the main brand. But I wouldn't mind seeing a, a Goldberg and Riddle match as well, as long as it's done right and it's not just feeding Riddle to Goldberg for ego purposes or whatever. Number three, it's time. I, I want to see Randy Orton in The Fiend. I, I'm still waiting for The Fiend to return. I don't understand what's taking so long and what's going on because nobody's really said anything about it. But you know he's coming back because we keep getting Alexa Bliss segments. So I, I want to see Orton and Fiend. I'd like to see Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude in a tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I really like Street Profits, and one of the my favorite matches is when they won the NXT Tag Team Championships in that ladder match. That was incredible and really, really made me fans of Street Profits. So I, I, you know, I'm a fan of having titles on the big shows, but the tag team scene's just so weak in WWE that, you know, I hate seeing guys the caliber of Ziggler and Rude who've had amazing single runs in their careers, just being teamed together just because. I wish that we could get more legit tag teams in WWE. But could you imagine some of the highlights and stuff we'd have with dedicated tag teams, Street Profits and MSK or something like that? I mean, that, that could be incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Asuka and Rhea Ripley go at it. I think that could be a hell of a match. Rhea's coming to Raw. So when is she going to be a face? Is she going to be a heel? Who's she going to feud with? I'd like to see something like that. Or maybe, a, you know, a, a Rhea Ripley and Charlotte rematch from WrestleMania last year. I'd also like to see, talking about NXT UK and NXT, you got the women's division there. I think the NXT women's division is probably the best in the world. And I'd like to see Kaylee Ray, the NXT UK women's champion, face Io Shirai, the NXT women's champion. I think they could have a hell of a match. And then I would end night one with your main event of Edge versus Roman Reigns. So that we already know we're getting that one anyway. Is that, that would uh, be my night one ender? That's your night one. Okay. All right. So then yeah, it makes sense to me. Uh, so my night one, uh, we split it up fairly like similar to what they're going to be doing this year and, and what they did last year. I'm going to start off with a tag team match. Uh, with your raw tag team championships on the line, Cedric and Al Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin from the hurt business taking on the thrown together team. I threw a team together. I figured what the hell they can do it. I can do it of Damian priest and Tomasa Champa. Uh, Tomasa and Damian have did a lot in NXT against each other with each other. 
why not put them together and go against the uh, tag champs? Only problem there is Champa has he doesn't want to go to Raw. I don't think he wants to leave NXT. Well, I'm not saying he's definitely going to go to yeah. Raw though, and I'm not going to or, say I mean, they're going to win. Yeah, so I don't think he wants to go to the quote unquote main roster. Well, it could be kind of one of those one off like he did before when he came up to Raw there for those couple shots with uh, when they did that Survivor Series thing. Yeah, it could be. So, so my next match is going to be for the U.S. title. Your champion Riddle taking on the returning Andrade, taking on the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn from NXT. I wanted to figure out some way to punish Riddle. I am not a Riddle fan. I want to punish him and punish him on. Ceremoniously, for what? Eh, just because I don't like him. I don't know. No. I just said nothing about him. I just don't like. I don't. I, mean, and, 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 I don't know whether it's his character or whether it's him. I I don't know. I just I haven't been able to put my finger on it. Leave it up to Vince to screw it up. Well, he was go. over like Rover in NXT, especially when Keep he first there. arrived. Holy cow! Oh yeah. Keep him there. But, I think main roster Riddle. I don't like. I didn't mind him on NXT. I put up with him on NXT. I just don't like him on on the main roster. My third match is going to be a women's money in the bank ladder match. It's going to pit. But we have a money in the bank pay-per-view. Oh, well, we can have a WrestleMania. Hey, it's my dream. Come on. Give me a break. It's my dream card. Come on. I got to bust your balls. Well, that's what you're there for. Uh, it's going to have Charlotte Flair, Peyton Royce, Bailey, Becky Lynch returning, Ember Moon, Tony Storm, and Liv Morgan. I've always been a fair fan of having money in the bank at WrestleMania. It's going to continue here. And then my second night's going to be the men's spoiler alert. So my fourth match is going to be for the NXT heavyweight title. Your champion, Finn Balor taking on carrying cross. You could have face heel face, face heel, heel, whatever you way you want to put it. This match deserves to be on a WrestleMania stage. It's going to happen right here. Uh, so my fifth match is going to be what you said is going to be Randy Orton and the Fiend. I want to see it. You want to see it. A lot of people want to see it. My semi-main event is going to be for the SmackDown. First match semi-main event is going to be for the SmackDown women's title. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. We're going to see it this year. I'm thrilled that this is happening. It very well could main event night one. Uh, but... I think they're still going to put the heavyweight title up there. I said that to say this, my main event's going to be for the WWE title. It's a triple threat match. Miz versus Bobby versus Drew. Uh, this is going to be that time that Drew's going to win it, or excuse me, uh, Bobby's going to win it and then go on to face Drew later on. Uh, but Miz is just a transition champion, like we said uh, previous to that. So that's my night one. What's your night two? I'm just going to start off to say, you, know, you can see a little bit different in our cards. Yeah. And one of the main reasons is is I hate the matches, all the triple threats and all the crap you get at WrestleMania as they're trying to put everybody on the card. Yeah. And so I didn't go that route. And obviously my route, there's going to be people left off. And two people that you might really think that are left off right now is Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. I've left them off completely. Now, I, I did think something like a number one contenders match Mm -hmm. would be pretty cool between the two of them. They had a great match last year at WrestleMania. And, you know, depending on the direction of where they go with the universal title, Edge were to upset Roman Reigns. You know, I, I think a Seth Rollins-Edge thing could be pretty legit. 
that's that's the only way I can go with it, though. I think people are, are pretty much tired of KO and Roman Reigns going at it. So we've seen it like three pay-per-views in a row now or whatever. So it's it's kind of, you know, there. So I've left those two off, and I've left Daniel Bryan off as well. Hmm. And so obviously I know that that's not going to happen. But there's other ways to work it in. But one of the main reasons is, is I've tried to work in NXT into these. As, mm-hmm. I, as I think NXT is the best wrestling in the world, and I want to see these guys. Yeah. So my yeah. night two, I would start off with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the women's tag team title. I wouldn't do it before then like they're planning on doing this week on NXT. I would save it for WrestleMania. I think if they win the Dusty Rhodes Classic, those women should have the chance to face each other at WrestleMania. Now, I didn't go MSK, and they're getting their tag team title shot because I think that that would be a best for a main event of a takeover or something. So anybody that's not on this WrestleMania card, I would like to see at a takeover as they do takeover, you know, the same weekend or whatever. So I would like to see MSK in the main event for the NXT tag team titles. Oh, wow. So, so, yeah. so they're off yeah. of WrestleMania. Now, next, I'd like to see Biggie and Sami Zayn in their I'd like to see this feud end so they could have their blow off match for the Intercontinental title. Obviously, we're not going to get Charlotte and Lacey like they were building towards. So that was in there. But we're not going to get it now that Lacey's pregnant. So that, that one's out. Now, here's something that might be a little bit controversial. We're not going to get, but I would like. I think it's time for a New Day split. Officially. Big E is on SmackDown. Kofi and Woods are on Raw. I would like to see one of the other turn. So I would like to see Kofi get a shot at, say, Miz right now for the world title, for the WWE title. So say this match with... Lashley doesn't happen on Raw. You know, the Wiz, the Miz, the Wiz. <laughs> the Miz weasels his way out of the match with Bobby Lashley somehow, some way. You know, the following week on Raw or something, I'd like to see Kofi get a shot at the WWE Championship. And I'd like to see Kofi get beat for something errant. You know, nothing on purpose or anything like that that happens with Xavier Woods. And then I'd like to see Kofi turn heel. Get super pissed, go ballistic, destroy Xavier Woods. You know, Big E, the next week, come out, and what are you doing? Kofi to go ballistic on Big E, and to get a new heel persona, Kofi Kingston. So then I would like to see Kofi Kingston versus Xavier Woods at WrestleMania in some sort of grudge match, something different. I would also like to see Finn Balor and Walter face each other for the NXT title. That's like nice. I said, NXT UK does not get the love they deserve. Walter's been champion for almost two years now. Yeah. Walter's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they really put them over when they had, what was it? The, uh, the Undisputed Era thing, right? And them and uh, Imperium. Yes. And the World's Collide pay-per-view. Yeah. So Imperium and Undisputed Era, they went over Undisputed Area. After losing one of their, their members, you know, it was legit. He was knocked out. Yeah. But Walter is that guy, and I like Finn Balor. But see, I would like to see Walter beat Finn Balor for the NXT title and be at WrestleMania one champion. There's one champion, but then I'd like to see the return of the demon 
somewhere down the line to get the belt back. Yeah. So, but you got to build to it. I'd like to see Walter win. They'd have some sort of rematch. Walter win again. You know, Finn to kind of start his turn to the dark side, whatever it may be. You know, Walter to have a, a, another few month run, something like that. And then sometime around Survivor Series or something like that, you get the return of the demon. Finn Balor's full-blown back to the dark side, return of the demon, Finn Balor versus Walter. So that's what I'd like to see. So build up towards that. You know, I I, I have no interest in seeing it, but we're going to get it anyway, so I might as well throw it in there. Something with Miz and Damian Priest along with Bad Bunny. Yeah. I don't want it, but we're going to get it. So I put it in there. I, I Instead of seeing Miz and... Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I just put Miz versus Damian Priest with Bad Bunny. So you know it's going to happen. He's going to get involved. So you right. might as well. So throw it in there. I don't want it, but it's going to be there. So you might as well just live with it. Let it happen. And then you have to have, with everything building right now, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Everybody wants it in a match that could probably steal the show for WrestleMania. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, I and get it. I end, I end WrestleMania. With that? Oh. With Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot, I think there's probably a few common matches that we're going to have agreements on uh, in this whole card. I threw a couple curveballs in there. I didn't incorporate, I totally forgot. Honestly, I totally forgot about NXT UK uh, because see, I wanted that's to- the problem people totally forget about it because it's never talked about. Right. Now, look at how good Pete Dunn is. You know, he's amazing. He's smaller, but he's amazing. Mm-hmm. The match he had with Finn Balor is, was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's believable that guys like that could beat Walter. I mean, Walter put it on Dunn when they fought for the NXT UK title. He didn't hold anything back. But these guys can take it. They can do it. It's believable. To have things happen and upsets happen. Mm-hmm. So you got these guys. They can be stars. Use them. You want NXT to get better ratings? Use them. Build up the brand. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't understand is a lot of NXT is still people that are relatively young and brand new and haven't been around long, but they're working on their storylines. You actually have something with Isaiah Swerve Scott now. I you like have that. Something, yeah. So you have something with. Cameron Grimes now and Dexter Loomis and there's people that are getting stories and things are starting to come about. You know, when NXT was on just the network, a lot of the content wasn't storyline driven and you're getting, you're getting that more, but I think you really need to keep going and you need to expand your NXT roster with the great wrestlers you have over in the UK. If you really want to get those ratings up and get the eyeballs watching. Yeah. Now I would like to see NXT on a different night. Regular then, NXT? Th- yes. Then Dynamite. I, I think we're going to see that anyways once they go to the Peacock. So I'd like to see NXT move to like Tuesday nights, something like that. So you yeah. could have Raw on Monday. You, please, for the love of God, cut an hour out of Raw. Yeah. Please. But I'd like to see NXT, yeah, like Raw on Monday, NXT on Tuesday. You can have your AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. You can have your SmackDown on Friday but you got to get more eyes on the NXT brand. And I think putting them up against AEW was, I think it was 
you know, it's silly. Obviously, Vince hates competition and does everything to put competition out. But AEW is not a real threat to Vince's empire. Oh, God, no. And Vince is going to be out soon anyway. So let him be. And instead of worrying about what everybody else is doing, make your product better. I think NXT is the best there is out there right now. But oh, it could be I, better. Yeah, I could agree. And one of the things that would make it better is adding that UK roster to it. Now, you don't have to get rid of NXT UK. Yeah. But get that roster here in America and get these guys on television, real television, USA Network, where the eyeballs are out there. There's so few people that even think about Walter and Kaylee Ray and Jordan Devlin and all these because they're not ever on TV here. Yeah. That's why. Get these guys out here. Let's do it. Well, the problem is they got everything. Everything's like locked down in the UK now, too. So they got to figure out what the hell is going to go on with that. And then I can see them doing that, though. We'll have to wait and see at that point. There's there's ways to get it done. No, oh, I know there is. It's just a matter of they got to make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. So uh, so my night two is going to shut off hot with the men's money in the bank ladder match. Uh, you mentioned a few guys that you omitted from your card. I put I found a way to get them on there. Uh, this is one of them. See, I just, like I said, though, I just, I get so tired of these matches that there's but, so many yeah. people in the matches. It's just silly. Yeah. I remember WrestleMania 2000. I don't think there was a singles match on the whole card. Everything was either triple threat or, you know, a tag team match or whatever. And they just throw in people together. And then the, you know, the, 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 the uh, main event was triple H versus the rock versus the big show. Versus Mick Foley, who had retired a month earlier, mm-hmm. and that McMahon in every corner match. Like let's let's stop trying to stack WrestleMania full of these gimmick matches and bullshit with so many people, and let's just have matches. If you miss out on it, you miss out on it is what it is. Yeah, well, but go ahead. I well, I will shut my, up now and let you. It's it's just my dream card. Damn it, Dave. Anyways, <laughs> it's gonna have uh, KO, Shin Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet. Sammy Zayn, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, and Cesaro. I know it's a, I know you're obviously your stance on it, but I think WrestleMania, you got to get as many people on the card as possible. If the match can get over and they can sell it, it's going to work. No matter if it's a triple threat, ladder match, money in the bank, whatever, it's going to work. Uh, so I'm going to have my second match be for the IC title. It's going to be Big E taking on Aleister Black, returning finally from wherever the hell he's been. Third match, you mentioned this on your card for the first night, it's going to be Ziggler and Rue taking on the Street Profits uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, I agree with you where Ziggler and Rue need to be in the singles competition. Uh, Street Profits are money wherever they are. Plain and simple. My, what are you going to say, Dave? I want you to continue. I'll, I'll go with my rant here when you're done. There you go. That's what this is about. Uh, so my fourth match is going to be along the same lines of your Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly match. But I'm going to add another opponent in there. I'm going to add Roderick Strong in it. Make it a th- triple threat match. Officially unbanned or un whatever you want to call it. Disbanding the Undisputed Era and go out with a bang. Obviously, all three of these guys are great workers, and they have a you know they can they have a something against each other. My fifth match is going to be a tag team match 
kind of the new guard of the old versus the, the excuse me, the old guard versus the new guard. Seth Rollins and Sheamus taking on MSK. You can build this up as far as Seth Rollins and Sheamus being the wily veterans and MSK being the young punks coming in, trying to run the, run the company. That's going to write itself and sell itself. I should say. So the six match, you mentioned this one as well. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the women's uh, raw women's title. It's going to happen. You might as well just keep it going. It's going to be a hell of a match regardless. And then my main event of night two is going to be the head of the table, Roman Reigns, taking on, wait for it, wait for it, Daniel Bryan. This They're hinting at this. It's nothing against Edge. I just think Daniel Bryan, we need to see Daniel Bryan with one last heavyweight title run. Uh, obviously, his everybody's days are numbered in the company. You're... Tomorrow you could be done. But with the history that Daniel Bryan has had, I think we should put the strap on him one last time to get some sort of run out of him. Uh, and Roman Reigns is going to be able to sell it. We could end up. Do you think maybe we could end up with a triple threat? Like not what we're thinking here, but you think WWE could end up moving towards a triple threat with Edge I, and Bryan and Reigns? I, I made a comment with, uh, to a friend of the show, uh, about that on their show. And I can see it happening. I really do. And I don't have an issue with it because edge can be one of the guys that say, okay, you do this. I do that. And he could be the general in the ring or even before, you know, we let's do this. Let's do that. Well, the reason why I say it is if you go back and listen to some of our past episodes, you know, I said one of my issues is edge being damn near 50 years old. Hasn't wrestled really in 10 years. He's come back. He's won the Royal Rumble. Is it really believable that he's going to go out and beat one of the most dominant champions we've had in Roman Reigns? You know, these last couple of years have been WWE's been built around Roman Reigns. So it's a way to get either Edge the title by beating someone other than Roman or a way for Edge to not win the title for Daniel Bryan to win. But still Edge get over. Get, and then maybe you get the Edge of old that goes crazy after and becomes a heel and, and you get that edge that wins of money in the bank and starts, you know, his whole rated R superstar persona again mm -hmm. with how things went, you know, back in the early two thousands with his feuds with John Cena and things of that nature, where he was the ultimate opportunist. Could you get a, a returning edge like that? Because that'd be a lot more believable than somebody who's come in off the streets from 10 years ago and is now, in the main event picture at WrestleMania. So, I mean, there's always things to think about here, but yeah, no, there's always, there's always that question in the back of everybody's mind, as far as, okay, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? I can honestly see it happening as a triple threat, but there's also rumors out there too, where Roman's going to drop it to somebody or whatever the case may be. And there was going to be a singles match with edge and Daniel Bryan, or get him completely out of the title match which defeats the purpose of Royal Rumble, but uh, I even saw that out there. I forgot what site or who said it. It might have just been a dream thing, but uh, yeah, I don't mind seeing that. I really don't. And that's a specific, and that's a great way to, you know, have uh, edge turn on everybody. So, and I think what we should do here is 
we'll, we'll, we'll let this, let this lay. And maybe you and I should revisit this on next week's episode and go over our WrestleMania 20 match cards again. And this time with results. Yeah. So you laid out, you laid out your day one. I laid out my day one. You laid out your day two. I laid out my day two. And I think we can, we can dive into this a little bit more next week on next week's episode. And for our rants and raves section, we will omit the normal ways of doing things, but it won't be next week's episode because we got something special planned for you guys. But oh, after yeah. that, we'll dive back into to our WrestleMania match card and you and I will dissect each other's picks because I want to hear who you want to have go over in these matches, how you want them to have, how you want them to go over in these matches. And then you and I can pick apart each other's booking. So it'll be oh, yeah. like a, a Monday, Monday morning booker. Yeah. And that, and that'll be, so, that, that'll be the whole rants and raves section of it. Yeah. That will be our section in two weeks. So not next week. So you have two weeks to get, to go through your WrestleMania 37 card. Yep. And we're going to leave our picks as what we, we put out. And I want to know who you want going over, how you want them going over. And then from there, I will give you my opinion on your booking. And then you'll do the exact same for me. And Sounds we'll good do to me. Match by match. So you will do match one of your first night and why you want it as your opening match. So if you need to change the layout of yours, you have your day one, you have your day two. Give me your layout of match one, match two, match three. If it's different from what you've what you've put out today, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna find out why. Sure. Why are the Why are these matches on the card where they are, and then how are your matches gonna end? I want to know how the match is booked, how it's gonna end, and then you and I will pick apart each other's matches and our cards in rants and raves in two weeks, and then we'll get listener feedback as to what they would like to see and whose card they'd like better. Yeah. No, I, awesome. I, that's, I think that's a great idea. That's gonna something that came to my. Hey, we're call, call we're calling it in the ring here, folks. Right here on the ringside rant, Dave has a good idea every once in a while, and this is uh, this is one for the month. So no more, no more. You can't have any more good ideas. Yeah, and we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to talk to some of the other guys. We're both top guys on ad free shows. Yeah, I think we need to reach out to our top guy, brethren. Yeah, and and girls as well. And we need to let them know what we're doing here and try to get their feedback as well. Sure. Get some other people in on this. And this is something that we, we can really revisit because it's WrestleMania season. We're on the road to WrestleMania. That's what we want to talk about. I think we can really make this a fun little, little segment here for weeks to come. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. So let's go back up to the ring with Mr. Rich Palladino. The following contest is scheduled for 10 minutes and revolves around you. It's listener questions. Hey guys, this is Travis. Just wanted to know what golden era of the WWF moves or finishes would you like to see more? I personally love the power and glory finish of the superplex followed by a big splash from diagonal corners. That's the best in my opinion. Also got the Ted DiBiase flop over the top rope where he stands up. Those are just awesome. Anyway, thanks for taking my question. Look forward to hearing your answer. Thank you. Big thanks to T-Rob for asking us that question this week for our listeners portion of the show. So, Dave, we had our golden era WWF moves or finishers we'd like to see come back. 
I got two. Uh, one is the Macho Man elbow drop. You don't see too many people have done it as of late. Allah like Macho Man. I know we've seen CM Punk did it. Uh, not too many people have done it. So I want to see that one come back. And I also want to see the gory special come back. The only person that ever did it was Chavo and did it well, obviously, because it's part of his family. Uh, so if, like I said, if you don't know what those, what the gory special is, go over and throw it into YouTube, throw it in the Google and you'll see what I mean. I would like to see the return of the Ultimate Warrior Gorilla Press body flop bullshit. I'm just kidding. He couldn't wrestle a lick and his moves sucked. You didn't have me this I week. don't really care. Here's my answer. I don't care about what comes back or anything like that. I understand that some of the finishing moves or whatever nowadays, the flippy, floppy dippy doppy shit it's quite unrealistic bring back finishing moves that finish i am so tired of everybody kicking out of everything give me a finishing move that finishes it's awesome when someone kicks out of a finishing move when it's hardly ever done it makes no sense when someone kicks out of it every freaking time it's used it was unheard of that Hulk Hogan kicked out of Macho Man's elbow at WrestleMania 5. Even more unheard of when the Ultimate Warrior did it at WrestleMania 7 after like four of them. It was unheard of that the Ultimate Warrior kicked out of the leg drop at WrestleMania 6. Because these moves were like protected. People didn't kick out of them. So when it's done once every few years or something, it means something. But when a finishing move is kicked out of after three times on a pay-per-view, yet it works flawlessly on Monday Night Raw, it makes zero sense. But I don't really care. Finishing moves are finishing moves. Make finishing moves matter. It's not a finishing move if everybody just kicks out of it. So what's the point? That's what I have to say about it. Yeah, I, I'm along the same lines. You know, you get these guys that are kicking out of these moves that have no business kicking out of them, or they have moves like the Canadian Destroyer or the or was it the whatever Adam Cole does something Sunrise or whatever, and they kick out of it. It's like, what the hell's the point of even doing the damn move if you're going to kick out of it? And they're supposed to be these devastating moves, and people are kicking out of it. I I never have gotten it you know it's just a matter of poor poor rating poor booking of the match whatever but see that's what's weird you go back and watch a monday night raw or something during finn balor's run you know after he returned from his injury and some of the matches that he lost in where he was beaten and it's like you get beat by just the most basic little move on monday night raw and then you go to the pay-per-view and you have a 30-minute classic where you kick out of everything. Well, if you can kick out of that on the pay-per-view, how come you can't kick out of that on Monday Night Raw? See, right. this, the booking doesn't make sense sometimes. So, for one, people need to stop using their finishing moves if it's just going to be kicked out of because it's dumb. You know, when Razor Ramon hit somebody with the razor's edge, you knew it was over. Right. When Hulk Hogan dropped the leg drop, you knew it was over. So that's why when it, it is kicked out of that once every blue moon, it means something. 
But if Hulk Hogan goes out today, he would drop his leg drop on the Young Bucks 14 times and they'd kick out of it every time. And what's the point? It doesn't make any sense. And that's that's my problem with wrestling. And I don't blame it on anybody. But you go back and you start to think about when did this kind of trend start? And I will give you the three letters as to where I think it came from. And while, yes, I was a fan, I think that it might be some of the downfall that I have towards wrestling right now. And it's E-C-W. They were notorious for having these matches where they're damn near killing each other and doing finishing move after finishing move after finishing move. And people kept kicking out. And it kind of revolutionized the way wrestling was was done and booked. And it's just not as good. And, you know, I, I liked ECW. Fuck, I loved ECW growing up. And I still like to watch it now. But it's nowhere near as good as everybody remembers it to be. Just the way I think the Attitude Era isn't as good as what people remember. It was good when we were there. It was different. It's not as good as it as you remember. When you go back and really watch it again, it's just not as good. No. But finishing moves don't mean anything. You know, Austin hit you with that stunner. Good night, good night, Irene. Very, very, I mean, very rarely. Yeah. So make it matter. If you're just kicking out of it, it doesn't mean anything. It's pointless. Make it, make it count. So like I said, big thanks to T-Rob. You can follow him on Twitter at T-Rob1977. He's a top guy just like us. So big thanks to him. And we always see him in the uh, Zooms and all that good stuff. So, so let's... We got a lot of good reactions, Dave, from our weekly ranter of the week. A lot of great reaction, a lot of positive things. Uh, So we decided to bring it back this week. And we have a top gal. Top gal Amy from the Ad Free Shows is going to be our weekly ranter this week. So let's send it up to the ring to Amy. Hello, fellow ringside rant fans. My name is Amy, and I am so appreciative to RJ and Dave for offering this platform to be able to get things off our chest. I hate to see good talent wasted on, quote, the main roster of Raw and SmackDown. Now, I have several names on my list, Chad Gable, War Raiders, Shayna Baszler, but the one I want to rant about today is Ricochet. Ricochet is a phenomenal talent and should be a top-level superstar for the WWE. Number one, he looks the part. He has an incredible moveset, which he makes look effortlessly, and he wears cool gear. His ring entrance music creates excitement to see what moves will he perform in the ring. Some say it's his promos that are holding him back. You cannot tell me that a billion-dollar company like the WWE cannot rectify that. Pre-tapes, acting coach, manager or spokesperson, hell, I'll talk for him if that would help. He has been successful in other companies, so why does it seem to elude him in the WWE? It is depressing to see him, this superb talent, getting beat by Retribution, a team no one likes, people make fun of, and are getting their asses beat by everyone else on the roster. My only hope is that he is not too damaged by the raw booking and can move to SmackDown for a fresh start. So again, I want to thank RJ and Dave for letting me get that off my chest. And thank you, Ringside Rant fans, for listening. 
big thanks to Top Gal Amy for that rant this week. You can follow her on the Twitter gimmick at Amy RD underscore 24. Uh, give her a follow. Tell her that uh, RJ and Dave from the Ringside Rant sent you. So, Dave, that is this week's episode. We got a big time show coming up next week. Stay tuned to our Twitter feed at underscore Ringside Rant and at Dave in the QC. Uh, we'll be sure to promote it. Let's say by the time you hear this, you should know what we got coming next week uh, for the ringside rant. So stay tuned. Yep. We got a special surprise for you on next week's episode. Just wait for it. We'll announce it on Twitter this week. You guys will see what we're talking about. It's going to entail Dave in a special outfit. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> like I said, with that being said, we are going to close shop, go home tonight. Uh, like I said, follow us, follow me, I should say, on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. Follow him at Dave in the QC. Head over to Instagram at underscore ringside rant. You can head over to ringside rant.whatforapparel.com. Check out our great merchandise over there. It is cold out there, guys. Why not support the show? Support us by checking out that store, getting yourself a hoodie long sleeve shirt, tank tops, whatever. Make sure you help and uh, help support the show. We appreciate it. Uh, across all your major podcasting platforms, go over and subscribe. We're also on full press coverage, fullpresscoverage.com. Uh, appreciate everybody that has listened to this episode. We've gotten a lot of great responsive, a lot of good feedback, and the show keeps on going up, up, and up. And next week is going to be the or a great, great show. So like I said, I can't divulge what it is just yet but stay tuned and you'll find out very very soon so dave unless you got anything we'll take it home i'm out we got people coming over today i gotta get fucking ready so he's got to put pants on folks that's why so appreciate everybody tune in next week to the ringside rant and as always welcome to ranters nation